Hello and welcome to Town Meeting Television and another in our live candidate forums for Town Meeting 2020. I'm Matt Kelly. I'm pleased to be joined on the de debate table tonight by Hal Colson. He is an incumbent for the Winooski City Council seeking to return to the council unchallenged. Unfortunately, Michael Myers was not able to join us this evening. Hal, welcome to the program. It's a pleasure having you here. Thank you, Matt. A reminder, this is a, a pre-recorded uh, segment, so no live calls at this time, unfortunately. But Hal, I want to uh, begin with you and uh, talk about this drive to serve. I am so pleased to actually be sitting next to you because I know that this is a passion for you that has been with you for a long time. Can you speak about this passion and why it compels you to serve and run again and how it best serves your community? Well, it's interesting. I have been asked along the way, you know, about serving in, in city council. Um, but my response was, I'm too busy. I'm doing other things. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm better off on the sidelines to get things done. Mm -hmm. And um, I was approached about this a couple of years ago. And I realized what I was moving into was a transition in my life where I was doing less work and out in the community. And the excuse of not having time didn't work anymore. Yeah. So I ended up running um, as a write-in candidate and was successful and uh, had served two years on the city council. But I'm really excited this time around because I'm on the ballot. Mm. So mm. that's a good thing. And so what do you see as the main challenges that the city is facing? Well, we have a demographic crisis in our state and because I serve in the state legislature representing Winooski. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's going to really um, sugar down to all of our communities. And, and I really feel we have to make sure that we're an inviting mm -hmm. and open and welcoming community, yeah. as I think we are. Yeah, I think um, so. And, you know, Winooski is the most diverse city in northern New England. You know, we're almost 20% people of color, wow. many of them foreign born. Mm. So we need to make sure that we are offering opportunities for people to be involved in our community, um, to serve, uh, and to have voice. Mm. So I think that's going to be critical for our community going forward. Because diversity is a strength, mm. and it's now a business imperative. Mm. So we need to make uh, the best decisions that make sure we're attracting and retaining people who are different. Mm -hmm. And so what are the three top priorities that you see for the next two years that you're really going to get behind and really try to bring to the city? Equity is definitely um, a big uh, concern of mine. And I'm so excited that our city council this past session um, took it upon ourselves to uh, stand up a community forum where we had about 40 people from the community on a Saturday and, and heard their thoughts about what it takes for us to be a more equitable city. Mm. Um, and, and we're taking some of those ideas and trying to put them in action. Mm. So equity is important. We need to have um, accessibility um, into our civic life for, mm. for all. Mm -hmm. um, the other issue- For that, more people to serve. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And, and the other issue that's really important for me is that we need to figure out how to allow non-citizens to vote. Mm because we have such a high percentage of new Americans in our community, mm -hmm. we have a large part of our community, we don't ha have a voice. Yeah. And, and we're losing out on that. Mm. So we stood up a charter change commission, right. um, which is in, in process now. And the goal is to put on the ballot by 2020 this fall, 
um, the the question about allowing non-citizens to vote. Montpelier has done the same. Montpelier has so. done the same. Um, Burlington was going to do it. They did yep. withdraw the petition. Exactly, so. mm -hmm. exactly. And then the other real important issue for us is the F-35 noise uh, mitigation yeah. program. Mm -hmm. um, they're here um, right now. We need to, to deal with how we're going to best accommodate and uh, acclimate to this, this new can mission. You, can you share with us a little bit how your community is responding to it now that they are here? Is what the protesters said true? Is there such a noise uh, uh, complaint that, that, that it is a quality of life, that it is a health issue, uh, as well as a housing, uh, 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 you know, position as well uh, that we're dealing yeah, with? Yeah, I, I really think so. And, and I think once, um, once the, the FAA program, the Federal Aviation Administration grant program is, is ready to roll out, mm -hmm. um, I think is also going to allow for some on-the-ground testing, because up until uh, now it's been based on modeling. Right, so, right, right. So, so in, in, in terms of the computer models, 40% um, of the homes impacted by the noise are in Winooski. Yeah. So we will, will bear a real significant are part you, Are of you this. hearing, though, from your residents that this is being an issue for them in terms of as they experience it now, that the noise is overwhelming for them? Some of the residents, yes. Um, but I think also the Air National Guard is being very sensitive to this. Okay. So, so they're scheduling their sorties so that they can have the less, mm. the least impact. Mm. So I think that's important to acknowledge as well. Right. Right. Okay. Um, so as we move in here, um, school budget obviously is a major uh, driver of uh, affordability in your community, but it's also about access too. Can you speak about the school budget and how uh, uh, it, it really is impacting uh, your community and whether you in fact support yeah. it or not? Yeah. Well, I had the pleasure of serving on the Partnership for Change as its director for five years. Yeah. And that was a program that was funded by the Nellie Mae Education Foundation, which provided resources to the Winooski School District and the Burlington School District, and, and allowed, in particular, the high schools to shift to a student-centered, proficiency-based learning system. Hmm. So we had over $5 million of resources to help both of those school districts um, embrace this new approach to education. Oh. Because education now is such that one size doesn't fit all. Mm. So you have to learn as a, as a teacher, as an instructor, to teach to the individual student. Meet them more the rat. And, 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 and not to the curriculum or, or, or the, 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 the coursework in particular. Mm. Um, you have to know each and every individual student and how do you relate and connect with them. Mm. So it, it's more of an individualized approach that we're now taking on in order to have an effective educational program. So it's, for me, it's an investment in our future in terms of how we look at our budget for, for supporting our schools and all the resources that it needs. Mm. Because if you think education's expensive, yeah. try ignorance. Right. Yeah, I think we're seeing that today, sorry. Um, are you satisfied with the mix of economic development uh, in, in Winooski? And I, 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 it's continuing to yes. grow. Yes. Uh, so what are your thoughts for the 21st century for the downtown core and you I know, am. beyond? I am for the most part. I, I think um, we need to be really cognizant of those who we're leaving out in, mm -hmm. in this economic development mm -hmm. boom that we're going through. Um, I would love to see in the future, how do we create incubator spaces mm. for 
entrepreneurs who typically come from other countries mm. with skills and dreams and 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 how do we allow for them to to stand up their ideas and, and their new business yeah um, which will just I think enrich the the, the lifeblood of our city yeah yeah I've uh, seen the model in Madison Wisconsin and how it works and it's just unbelievable mm -hmm. um, so great um, you know when we talk about economic development obviously roads are yeah. key to it and there's a lot planned for Winooski or even thought about particularly with the bridge can you give your thoughts there on that infrastructure development and and how that is actually key to to equity yeah well last year um, the city council uh, approved a 23 million dollar expansion renovation of our Main Street corridor yeah. um, which is a major undertaking um, and and I think what we're going to gain from that is new infrastructure mm. water and sewer sure. we have some of the lines are over 100 years old and they continually burst, and, and we, we just, have to, you know. We just had that in Burlington. Triage. Oil, water, uh, because of a burst pipe. Exactly, so. exactly. Yeah. Um, and, and, and to make that corridor more attractive for future development. Mm. Um, so I think that's going to be a real enhancement to our city as we go forward in the 21st century. Right. And uh, I would imagine that, you know, this is a little bit different because there's no private uh, investment, so there's no danger of a big hole that would then prevent this type of a development from going forward and Correct. making the smooth transition. I think it's important to note, too, that Winooski is really this uh, transportation hub. Yeah. I mean, the amount of traffic that goes mm -hmm. through Winooski is much different than goes through the downtown core of Absolutely. Burlington or any other uh, community within our area. That's right. Isn't that right? That's right. And another asset that we'll have um, ready to roll out in June is our new pool, the Myers Pool, right. uh, um, which was a just under a four million dollar project. Yeah. Um, and we've been without a pool for a number of years. And that's really key to, I mean, uh, a community's uh, well-being and uh, exposure to recreation. And a community that that has a river that borders it, mm -hmm. that has taken several lives. Mm -hmm. So, oh, so, gosh, so yeah. water safety is is high on our list. And, and we think it'll be a real gem for us to have this as an asset. The diverging, I just want to digress here a little bit. The, sure. You know, the CCRPC, and uh, they're talking about that diverging diamond up there. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? And, and there's always a price to pay when yeah. a known transportation corridor is changed. I can personally yeah. uh, speak to injury and loss of property from a change. Uh, so what do you think about this proposal for the diverging diamonds up uh, at that interchange? Well, the one real important benefit that I will see out of this project is that it's going to allow safe pedestrian mm, walkways mm. that go all the way into Colchester okay. to the supermarket at Shaw's. Yeah. Um, currently, people are taking their lives in yes. their hand as they walk along underneath the overpass at night and yep. where there's there's no accommodation for for pedestrian walkways there now you're right, you're right. so so that'll be a benefit and i think that'll be an important benefit okay. but just like the roundabout it's going to take people 
some time to learn how to use it. Mm. And if it's done properly, it should really allow traffic to flow in a much better, more efficient way. Wonderful. A reminder, we're speaking here with Hal Colson. He is city councilor uh, running for re-election for the city of Winooski. Unfortunately, Michael Myers was uh, unable to join us uh, this evening because of illness. But we thank Hal very much uh, for joining us here and having a wonderful conversation. What are your, uh, some of the initiatives that you think uh, Winooski has taken to successfully engage young people and uh, what more do you think could be done? Uh, apathy is just, you know, the killer, I think. Mm -hmm. What do you think uh, the city can do more to really bring them in? Well, um, I think that we have a really successful reparative board model. And um, I know that because when I'm not in the legislature, I actually serve on it. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, restorative justice is, uh, is really taking like wildfire across Vermont and, mm. and, and, and other parts of the country. Sure. Because it's a process where if someone does harm, like a young person, mm. um, then instead of punishing them, they have an opportunity to take responsibility mm. for their behavior. And they learn about the impact of their behavior to the community, sure. the greater community. Um, so it's, it's, a, it's a process to make whole what was broken. Mm. And, and we have seen a lot of young people come through the reparative board. Mm. And Margaret Bass, who does an excellent job of, of running the program, um, had the initiative to say, hey, we need to be in the school. Mm. So now they're, they're making the, the circles take place within the school, and, and it usually takes place in the setting where the harm was committed. Mm. And I think that that's a powerful way mm. to have young people learn to take responsibility for their actions. And to come in to community service. That's right. And, and it also, I think, has changed some lives wow. of young people who were on the wrong path, huh. and now they're back on the right path. Wow, I didn't see the connection until you just drew that, so thank you, that's, that's wonderful, I love it. Um, I wanna, you, you talked about uh, uh, non-voting citizens, new Americans. Can you speak about why it's important to give them the right to vote and what you see their role in, the, in helping build a healthy community is? Well, the bottom line is they need to be a legal resident. So that's clear, mm. and, and that's the case in, in any community that has taken on this. Um, so often, new Americans who want to make a new life in our country um, may take five to 10 years to become a citizen. Yeah, even longer sometimes. And meanwhile, they're paying taxes. Many of them own their own homes. Their kids are in our schools. They're contributing to our community, but they can't vote locally. Mm. So this would only allow for local voting, period. And being in the legislature and on the Government Operations Committee, which, uh, which approves all charter changes, because this would be a charter change right. for Winooski, mm. um, it's, it's really interesting that folks who have been naysayers to this process feel it's an unconstitutional effort. Right. Yet it has nothing to do with the Constitution. Mm. Because the legislature has the purview to create policy. Mm. And this is a policy that would be created to allow a local community to have non-citizens okay. vote. So it's a policy issue and it's not a constitutional issue. Wow. And I think many uh, community members don't quite understand that. Mm. And well, like I said, if, if we have a significant part of our community and we don't have their voice, mm. we are at a loss. Right. 
Right. Wonderful. Uh, how important are regional services? You know, we've heard uh, uh, over the course of some of these uh, uh, candidate forums um, how much local communities are actually sharing services. And in fact, that uh, is one of the reasons behind the uh, Burlington uh, increase in, in the safety tax, because they need to fund uh, an additional crew mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. the ambulance services. So how important are regional services to Winooski and how, what needs to happen? to strengthen those ties mm -hmm. so that costs can come down, yet, yet services can be enhanced and safety can be increased. Once again, I point back to this demographic crisis that our governor has called us into uh, um, really dealing with and looking at and, and coming up with ideas to mitigate it. Um, going regional makes total sense, mm. especially for a lot of these services, like, you know, with, uh, um, you know, our, our emergency services and having a a call center that's shared by several communities instead of just one community. Right. Um, it makes it so much easier for, for you know, staffing and managing. Um, but I think as we go forward. Well, and I just want to say that because that actually does level, you know, the, the standard in terms of qualifications even mm -hmm. for the person who's staffing whatever you're talking about. Sure. So that one community has the same level of qualifications for the person staffing the same Absolutely. position. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I think as, as we become a grayer state in terms of being right. the second oldest state in the country really? behind Maine, um, this is going to be more and more critical as we have less people in the workforce paying less taxes, mm. therefore cutting services. Mm. So we have to figure out ways to combine on a regional level um, the ways that we do our business. Mm -hmm. I, I want to kind of shift here a little bit. Are there things that you're working on in the state legislature specifically that are benefiting uh, Winooski mm. in an overall sense, but sure. if you can show how Winooski directly benefits from some of the work that you're doing sure. in the state legislature on their behalf? Well, I was really privileged in, in my first session to have my first bill introduced, turn into law. <laughs> It was H-427, which is now Act 10, and it's a process for foreign credential verification uh, through the Office of Professional Regulation. So OPR oversees about 50 different licensures, okay? Mm. And, and so often we have new Americans come to our country who have worked 20, 30 years in their profession mm. as a doctor, as a dentist, as a nurse, as a professional, yet we don't have a way to vet their credentials. Hmm. So all too often, they're driving cabs at the airport. Oh. And here are people who are, are, are just amazingly skilled. And could be and, providing incredible and, services to our community. And then but... on the other hand, we have, we have these professional positions going right. lacking oh. for, for people to fill them. Huh. And here they are out there driving cabs. Wow. So, so this law, uh, Act 10, is going to be rolled into uh, a Senate bill, which is just um, going through the process. And, and what that will do, that will enhance our ability to attract people through the military from other states and as well wow. qualified new Americans mm. to get into their, their licensed profession uh, in a much simpler mm. and, and, you know, 
logical way right. instead of having them go back and take school all over again, oh which is like a non-starter. Yeah, right. Well, I have to uh, admit this has been a tremendous dialogue, and I'm really glad in, in a sense that Michael Myers didn't show up, and we wish him uh, continued good health as he uh, uh, recovers and uh, uh, continues his candidacy to return to the city council unopposed uh, as well. The dialogue has been wonderful to me because I've learned a lot even just talking to you in this short amount of time so in the time that we have left remaining, please take this time to sum up your candidacy and your service to the city of Winooski. Well, um, Winooski, I think, is one of the best cities to live in. Um, we are a gem. We are a, a, a place where we're human scale. You get to know we have a strong sense of community. And I think our greatest asset are our people. So as I believe a budget is a moral document, I'm very proud to serve our community and have great leadership in our city manager and her team to make sure that we're the best possible place to live. Mm -hmm. So I would really welcome your support and let's get to work. Very good. Hal Colson, a pleasure having you here at the debate table. A reminder that early voting is already underway in our great state. You can contact your local town clerk and request a ballot by mail. Just a reminder when it arrives to complete it and return it by mail. And then join us for complete town meeting coverage beginning at 7 p.m. on Tuesday, March 3rd, right here on Town Meeting Television. For all of us at CCTV, I'm Matt Kelly. Thank you for watching.